hello and welcome to another RGM podcast. Today is a rather special one for us because it is our anniversary cast. We've, uh, we've been doing this for a couple of years now and, and primarily one year under the RGM banner. So this is a pretty special one for us. We have a massive lineup of stuff. And I know I say every fortnight we have a massive lineup, but this week we have a massive lineup of things to discuss. We're going to be having a look at a variety of different games that have come out, um, also you know, announcements, trailers, um, War, Perception, Final Fantasy VII, Kingdom Hearts III, Far Cry V, Alex, Need for Speed, Gears of War, Tropico, Need to Go On. Uh, we're going to have uh, the games trivia this week, which uh, we've only had once before, and I know normally we would be having the finals of the debate night, but unfortunately, the person with whom I'm meant to be debating against is a bit scared, so we've had to give him a little bit extra time to prepare. Anchorman, shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a few different updates about the Nintendo Switch, the Xbox One, and the PlayStation 4, and we will be wrapping up with our favourite whinge and moan session, What Grinds My Gears. But before we get into any of that, let's introduce starting with my co-director, Mr. Julius Malco. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it was really nice to, uh, to see some of the people show up to our stream last night. And a huge shout-out to everyone that has been with us here from the beginning and all the new people that have uh, discovered RGM, either through our website or our, uh, or our podcast or our streaming. Thank you so much for your support. And uh, let's get on with the podcast. Indeed, indeed, Mr. Samuel Tolbert, the Assistant Editor-in-Chief at Real Game Media. Hey, everybody. Lots of stuff going on, lots of news. Like Bella said, we have a massive lineup of announcements and game stuff and tech updates to talk about. This is the calm before the storm. E3 is right around the corner, so this is pretty much the last minute to make any predictions, have any friendly wagers, play E3 bingo. So let's get this show on the road. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Mr. Damien Furman. But the CEO of Game Bouts. Hey everyone, what's up? Um, really glad to be here on the podcast live, finally. Um, RGM, of course, is gaming news, everything gaming news. So I'm really excited to um, finally be on board and our partnership should grow over time. Indeed, indeed. And last but not least, Mr. Johnny Marcos, the CEO of Custom Controllers. What's going on, everybody, over at uh, RGM? Glad to be part of the podcast. I'm excited. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm hyped for E3 as well. Well, damn, I don't get to call anybody out. You were all rather enthusiastic. <laughs> awesome. That's that part of the segment. Oh, well, I guess we're... Just move straight on. <laughs> <laughs> there is no one getting run over by the bus today, the Bella bus. Hey, hey not yet. We're only, we're only six minutes in. Give it time. <laughs> All right, so um, before we get into everything, we'll do the usual. We'll have a quick chat about the games that we've been playing, and we'll go around the table the same that way we did our introduction. Mr. Julius Malco, please tell me you've been playing something other than Halo. Oh, definitely. I've been uh, playing the heck out of Titanfall 2. Um, actually, I think I leveled up to over level 40 today. Um, the 
other game I uh, picked up this week was uh, Injustice 2. Uh, I've been going through the campaign. It's a whole lot of fun. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, a different, it's a different fighter. I, I grew up with Street Fighter, the Street Fighter series, so, you know, I'm not used to... I was never really big into Mortal Kombat. I was huge into Killer Instinct, but uh, Injustice 2 is, is a whole lot of fun. Okay. Okay. That's not, that's not too bad. That's better than a previous podcast where you're like, oh, I've been playing nothing or yeah, I've just been playing Halo 5. So that's an improvement. <laughs> Good work. Samuel Talbot, what have you been playing? What have I not been playing? Um, I've been playing a lot of stuff, just cleaning up a lot of different achievements over the last couple of months. Yeah, specifically the last couple of weeks before E3. Um, I went back and did some achievements in Outlast, uh, Voodoo Vince Remastered. I've been playing around with the Phantom Dust Remaster that was released for free about a week ago, a couple of weeks ago. I've also been playing a lot of Titanfall 2 and Gears of War 4. I'm really looking forward to the update coming out for that, which I'm, we'll be talking about that later on in the topics. And I've also been getting back into Dishonored, playing through that again. I mean, even five years later, Arcane's Craft still holds up really well. So yeah, that's pretty much the overview. Okay, that's a nice spread of games. That's not bad, not bad. Mr. Game Bouts. You've been playing yes. games or talking about them? Um, I've been playing a little bit of Battlefield 1. Um, oh, wow. I managed to get, okay. Yeah, I, I managed to get a little bit of it in. Um, I've been quite busy with game bouts and things like that. So, yeah, a little bit of Battlefield 1. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I know that you've been very busy with something that we're about to discuss very soon, so I'll let you off the hook for only having played one game whilst coming on to the gaming podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's that Bella bus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Johnny, what have you been playing lately? Uh, Well, since I'm on summer break now, uh, I've been playing a little bit of Battlefield 1, Timefall 2, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, and a little bit of NBA Playgrounds as well. Oh, nice! That's a good spread. Yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing too crazy. I'm not, I'm not that into like. I mean, I'm into games, but I'm not like competitive. I just like to kill some time, you know, from here to there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, anybody who knows me already knows the first cab off the rank is Call of Duty Black Ops Two Zombies. Obviously, <laughs> I've been playing that. I've finally convinced uh, pretty much everybody that I know that has the game to buy the Mob of the Dead DLC. So we mm-hmm. are getting right back into the thick of that, which is oh, so good. Uh, obviously, Titanfall 2, for anybody who watched the stream last night, you know that we've been playing Titanfall 2, and it's uh, it's one of those games that just doesn't get old, you know, particularly with the introduction of the, the new DLC. It, um, it's really mixing things up a bit. Uh, NBA Playgrounds, I went to touch, looked at it, loaded it, and then sent it back to the corner again because because it still didn't have uh, the ability for me to verse my friends, so I <laughs> loaded uh, up NBA Jam. <laughs> Ironically, this last week, I've actually been playing a lot of Trivial Pursuit. Now, really? it's just one of those games that if you have a lot of people in your party from various walks of the world and uh, you, you generally tend to have internet connectivity issues, 
that's the game where everybody can just sit back, have a laugh, and it's actually really good value for money. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying that. Uh, I've been back through Outlast 2 again. I'm doing that on the highest difficulty where um, batteries, uh, apparently the world's worst commodity. That is really quite, quite difficult. It's uh, doing my head in. And a few other bits and pieces that just aren't dropping to mind right now. I, I know I've been playing something else. Oh, I've been playing Twitter. That's right. I've been playing Twitter. That's one of my favorite games. Great game. Lots of trolls, though. Yeah, so many trolls. Navigating yourself to... It's almost as bad as Outlast 2, trying to get through there on stage, <laughs> making it back out live. <laughs> They played a bit of Twitter. <laughs> okay, so that's what everybody's been playing. That guy, that gives everybody here a bit of a, a temperature control of, of where we all are in the games uh, industry at the moment. So let's move on to one of the most important parts of today's podcast. And the main reason why we have um, you know, Game Bouts and Custom Controllers here with us today because we have some very exciting announcements to make. So for anybody who has been following us on Twitter or Facebook, you will have seen that we announced the launch of Game Bounce, which is a eSports as opposed to electronic sports, like Damien likes to call it, an eSports <laughs> tournament company that is really designed to bring the community back, back together and and a place where they can go and compete. But before I talk too much about it and take away Damien's reason for being here today, over to you, Damien. Tell us about Game Bouts, why it's important, why it's special to you, and what it's going to do for the community. Yeah, so um, I made Game Bouts because I felt that esports needed a way to communicate with the gamers themselves. Um, you know, it's too many esport organizations that just set up for tournaments and just only tournaments. Um, Game Bouts is made for users to communicate with each other and in a social environment and enjoy playing competitively. Um, we're beginning game bouts with Titanfall 2 tournaments. Um, we have a tournament scheduled to start on June 17th. And yeah, we're looking to grow from there. So it's looking really good. And we have some very exciting things coming up um, in the next few months. So something very promising. All right, awesome, awesome. All right, excellent. So anybody who really doesn't have an idea what Game Bouts is about, still so just go check out the website, www.gamebouts.com. Set yourself up a profile. Introduce your clans to it. Jump on there and have a chat with other gamers. Like there is, there's an LFG segment to it. So if you're playing a game and there is a server that seems to be a little bit dead in your area, AKA Titanfall 2 does seem to fall victim to that. And this is a really great way for you to connect with other gamers that are still playing that and re-inject life back into your servers. This is a great way for you to bring your clan together who wants to compete but don't know where to go or how to compete. This site has it all set up and ready to go for you. We have a lot of things planned bring to you through Game Bouts. So make sure you stay glued to RGM for updates on that. So moving on to our next sighting announcement, or exciting as opposed to sighting, if you will. <laughs> Custom <laughs> controllers, Mr. Johnny Malthus. 
Would you like to tell us who you are, what you do, and why everyone should be hella excited that you're partnering with RGM? Sure, sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so, yeah, I'm Johnny. Johnny Marcos, the owner of uh, Custom Controllers. Pretty much uh, top-of-the-line, fully custom-made controllers, and that's going from the, the design of the faceplate to the buttons to just anything you can think of. So we can put LEDs in them. Make them glow in the dark, do all chrome, matte, glossy, combination of everything. And, you know, what makes us different than the rest is we like to work one-on-one -on -one with people, see exactly what they want, uh, show them what they're going to get before they order. So everything's smooth and, and smooth like butter. That's just how it is and, and why everybody should be excited because uh, we do it for the gamers. We we customize whatever the gamers want, and we try to give them that their own controller to fit their personality and, and unique. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, as as gamers, we 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 love pretty things, right? We don't want to admit it, but we like our stuff to look pretty. We like it to be customized. We want a controller that matches our Xbox. That it matches our PlayStation that, you know, even in commemorative stuff is really important. We generally tend to be collectors at heart. So to be able to have a company now that isn't sticking by the general rules of, you know, places like Scoff, get whatever it is that you want is really exciting. And you will be able to find a lot more information about that over the coming weeks as different things unfold. We'll be sure to share links to new designs Lines are available, the, the website, you can go check out all the famous, actually, you know what, that's an important point. Why don't you tell us about some of the controllers you've created for some of the most famous people in the world? All right, all right. Uh, some of the famous people in the world, uh, you got people like T-Pain, uh, who's a rapper. You have Chevy Woods, who's also a rapper that's signed to Wiz Khalifa's uh, label. You have uh, Ronnie 2K who's in charge of the NBA 2K Twitter. Uh, he's big in the, in the uh, gaming sports side of, uh, side of things. Um, I have an upcoming collab with Microsoft. That's still under the sheets, uh, but it's, I should be able to release it around E3, hopefully. Um, who else? I've done a couple for a different, uh, for a couple of different uh, comedians uh, who were famous off of Vine. Um, I got another one I'm sitting here looking at for uh, Larry Nance Jr., who plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, who else? We got one for Snoop Dogg that's, that I'm also looking at that I'm going to surprise him with. And then I got a couple that I'm doing for the game, the rapper, uh, who's also uh, starting to get into the esports side of things. And he's a big gamer himself. So that's another uh, surprise that – or he actually announced it, but another thing that I'm working on. And those for him are going to be all custom made Xbox One Elite controllers, which not a lot of people do because they're all afraid of painting on them, messing them up, uh, afraid of like the uh, the paint coming off and all that. But we have a method to do it, so we're going all out. Nice, awesome. <laughs> so as you can see, if yep. people like that, uh, uh, using custom controllers to create their own custom experience. Obviously, that is a testimony 
the kind of quality that you can expect when you send your controller in or you go and buy a custom controller from this company. So they're not, um, they're not just some backyard basement garage company. This is a fully fledged company with high quality products. So be sure to go and check them out. This is, um, this is really exciting for gamers. This is something that we've needed for a long time. We have been at the mercy of some of the larger corporations for a very long time as to being able to buy a quality product and be able to get the customization that we want, which is always still being very limited. No more limitations on that anymore with custom controllers. So now that we've made our couple of uh, large announcements, we will move into the meat and the potatoes of the podcast, which, as everybody knows, is the recent and upcoming game releases. We're actually going to start on a bit of a sad note, and, and I do say it's a sad note purely because I can't wait to get my hands on this, but I am always accepting and open to games being delayed if that means I'm going to get a better deliverable on the day that I you know, launch it. So our First thing is um of wall. It's been delayed. <laughs> Who else is sad? I'm pouring to forty right now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it is disappointing, but as you said, Bill, the thing is if they recognize the game needed more work, then they made the right call, you know? We'll play it and it'll be better than we it would have been if we had played it in August. So it is what it is. I mean that's the um that's the problem with game developers nowadays, isn't it? Um, some games are rushed, and then yeah. on launch day, people start playing it, and they notice a big problem. Like NBA and programs. they take ages to fix it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm not gonna until they got peer to peer going yeah. on. Yeah, because I'm not gonna, you know, fuss about them delaying the game. So. On them. Yeah, I mean, it's always sad to see that games are being delayed, but it's it's kind of also refreshing to a degree to know that they actually do have the game's you know development and and the quality that is going to be provided on launch day at heart. But the other thing that bugs me about this is why game developers and publishers constantly announcing these release dates so far out, knowing full well that they're likely not going to be able to launch on that date. We, how often is it these days that we get a release date and that actually ends up being the release date? <laughs> it's not frequent. It's not um, unless it's something like a Forza game, which, you know, they're incredibly punctual with that. But I think, I mean, to be fair, I, th I feel like, especially because they actually announced the game this year, this really is just a legitimate slip of they ran into some bugs in development and it ended up, you know, slipping beyond what they thought would be reasonable. Plus, you also have to consider the fact that even if it's just a little bit of extra work, they don't want to launch this game in September. Not with Destiny 2 coming out. That, was, that would be a very yeah, bad idea. So it was a rough month for the release. They probably very well could launch it in September, but decide, you know what, nah, if we have to delay it beyond August 22nd, let's just... So... I mean, who wants to launch a game in September and compete with Destiny 2? No, nobody. <laughs> well, yeah, no one. Right no. Maybe Red Dead Redemption 2. That's probably uh, the only game I can think of Rockstar could do. Yeah. yeah, but that's been delayed as well, anyway. so it's a superfluous point. Yeah. Right, this is so many delays happening lately. Um, and again, 
and you know I'm always I'm always open to a delay if it means I'm going to get a better product and I'm I'm going to actually be able to log on to the game the night of release. So I'm not going to have to sit in an eight-hour queue, uh, Call of Duty, looking at you. You know, it's <laughs> those things that it's it's good to know that we're going to get a better deliverable, but surely, surely with with companies of this size, with the budget that they have, with the talent that they have behind there, there has to be a, a point where the publishers need to sit back and go, well, we need to announce a release date this far when we can't even guarantee that that is a likely release date? Probably not. But they push these release dates out the door just to build hype and, and then we end up with all these delays. I don't know. I guess I just, I, I, I like being organised. I like to know what's happening, when it's ha happening, how it's happening. <laughs> I think I would be really bad as the head of a published studio because nothing would ever get announced until the day before it was released. I'm like, okay, so we're 100% releasing tomorrow? Okay, now we can announce it. <laughs> as Damien knows, the, the release of um, the, the, the announcement that we were, you know, partnering with Game Bass. It's like, can we, can we, can we do it now? I'm like, but have we got this done? He's like, no. I'm like, well, get that done. He's like, so can we announce it now? I'm like, well, is this done? <laughs> no. Well, then we're waiting. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the story. So, yeah, I would yep. probably be very bad as a uh, as the head of a publishing student. <laughs> would last all about five minutes. Okay. So anyway, everybody who didn't know, you now know, Shadow of War has been delayed. We're very sorry to be the bearer of bad news if this is where you're hearing it first. But at least you know that you will be getting a better deliverable on launch day. Moving on to Perception, it has launched, launched with a new trailer, and it seems like the launch of the game has been relatively successful. I have not heard very much negativity about this game. Has anyone here had a chance to play it? I have not, no. Anybody here watched a stream? No. Has I anybody here watched a trailer? Oh, I, I watched <laughs> <Yeah>. the trailer. <laughs> okay. Phew. All right. And, and you know what? Uh, it, it, uh, it's interesting that uh, we haven't seen a Daredevil game like this. Done like yeah. this. Like, they could yeah. easily have done something like this. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be delving into Perception this week. It was one of those games that I was a little cautious about because... It ticked a few of the boxes that I look at when I'm assessing whether I want to play a game or not. But there are some where I, just, I couldn't put a cross in them, but I, I couldn't tick them either. So I was like, all right, when this happens, my process usually is if I have, you know, about 50% boxes that I can't even put a cross in or a tick in, I wait until after release. I see what everybody else thinks about it, make sure servers are working, you know, the downloads aren't broken, all that sort of stuff, and then I go and embark on it. So this week I will be um, I will be checking out Perception. So with the next podcast, I'll be able to give you guys my perception of Perception. It has <laughs> go check it out. It looks really good. Yeah, I spend too much time with Sam. He's really bad with dad jokes, and you just end up getting stuck with them. All right. So moving on from Perception to Final Fantasy VII remake and Kingdom Hearts three is going. To be launching in the next three years or so. Now that very open-ended statement caused a, a stupid amount of chaos on social media. These are two franchises that are held very dearly to a lot 
lot of gamers hearts. I mean, particularly the the remake of Final Fantasy VII. That is one game that ask pretty much any Final Fantasy fan what is their favorite installment in the franchise. The majority of them will say seven. So a lot of people are eagerly awaiting these games. How do you guys feel about these? Are you fans of the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts franchise? Do you not care? Tell me. Final Fantasy VII is my favorite uh, game, and it's probably the only one that I've truly finished more than once. Um, Kingdom Hearts, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I just didn't understand the whole crossover between Disney and Final Fantasy, so I'll stay away from that one, but I'm definitely interested in uh, picking up Final Fantasy VII. Agreed. Agreed, pretty much. I just think... So Final Fantasy VII Remake... This one in particular, this was announced back at the E3 2015 press conference, right? Okay, so it's been a couple of years, and that game has just entered active development. Just now, just in the last couple of months. Maybe I'm alone over here. I find that really concerning, to say the least. Good, Alex. Do you have a, a bit of a history of taking their, their sweet time to get games out. Well, they like the hype train, right? Love it. They, they live off it. Yeah, <laughs> They're exactly. addicted to it. At a certain point, that hype train <laughs> is really negative, though. Isn't it? Well, yeah. look, we were talking about Final Fantasy fans here. That, that hype train is like the Energizer Bunny. It just keeps going. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what, what was it, 10 years? For Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody sat around for 10 years and they're like, I'll wait. Another delay. Oh, okay, I'll wait. Another delay. Again, I'll wait. Meanwhile, <laughs> the game's done. We're it like, is, yeah. It's one of those franchises. <laughs> it's one of those franchises where people are like, well, I'm going to have a grumble about it. I'm still going to buy it. Like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. And I loved Final Fantasy 15, and that was actually my first um, adventure into the Final Fantasy world. Not, not only did I love that game, but I played like 220 hours in it and got my platinum, and that was my first exposure to Final Fantasy 15. And I've been told that if I love, really going to enjoy seven. So I'm like three years. I mean, come on, I'm probably going to be waiting. Three years for the multiplayer to be added to 15. I don't need to wait three years for Final Fantasy VII <laughs> Remake as well. But it is what it is. Uh, I think a lot of people are very disappointed. And that just goes to show how excited people are for these releases, how much these franchises are loved and, and cherished by gamers that we get so upset, like personally hurt, when we <laughs> how long it's going to be until the game is uh, released. All right, so unless anybody has any other profound thoughts on Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy, we'll move on to what is potentially and has seemed to be a very controversial trailer that was revealed recently, as opposed to recently, recently. Um, Being an Australian, I don't get the, the controversy behind it, but, I mean, that goes, that that's just how it is. I don't live in America and I don't understand how the division in the community works over this sort of thing. So I'm going to throw over to our Americans and Canadians here to explain what was the problem with the Far Cry 5 trailer. 
people whining because they want to whine. That's it. Well, there's got to be more to it than that. Um, I'm not sure we want to delve into what that is, though. <laughs> um, I'm really not sure about that. Eggshells. I think some people, okay, I'll, I'll approach this as delicately as I can. I feel like some people, particularly the people who were complaining about it on social media, felt it was attacking a certain voter base when that really wasn't the case due to the presentation. And Ubisoft has even come out and said, like, this is not an attack on religion. This is not an attack on, you know, rural American voters. This is a cult. And that is the focus of what you're taking down in Far Cry 5. So, okay, so you they know, upset cultists. Well, cultists with a stereotype that's associated to to southern rural America. Is that, I, I think that's, a, that's the best way to put that. It, 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 there are ways it could, it could be seen as insulting to poor Americans. And I can see that that would actually upset people if it was, um, say, for example, a real-life thing that was happening as opposed to a fictional video game. Did they forget to mention in the trailer it's a video game? I I feel like people sort of just forget to check their feelings at the door anymore, but... You know, yeah. that is what it is. I mean, I, I, I can also understand it. You know, if, if, if something personal level, then that is how it is. Everybody's entitled to their, their feelings in, in that regard and the religious beliefs and the loyalties and so forth. But I tend to, I mean, I constantly play games where the Australian accent is butchered. You've heard me go on and on about it. But I will play the game <laughs> Don't attack the developers and the publishers over it. I will just have a good whinge and bitch on this podcast and then go back to playing the game again. <laughs> ah, well, apparently uh, Far Cry 5 has ruffled some feathers, which means their marketing is really good. So well done on that one. So unless anybody else wants to chime in on Far Cry 5, we will move straight through to Alex gets a brand new trailer and a 2017 release date, which probably means we're going to see it in 2018. Mm. The game looks really good. I know you've all had a look at the trailer because I linked it to you earlier today. So who wants to talk about it first? The CGI trailer looks really good. Has anyone seen the actual gameplay? videos that they've been putting out like in developer yeah. diaries or yeah, is, it looks good this game is it, it's I, good it wasn't even on my radar but yeah now it is right no, no, it <laughs> yeah i don't think it was on anyone's radar even though this game has actually like it was announced back in 2016 around this time but that's the crazy thing the cover art and everything they said yep we're working on it and that's pretty much everything anyone knew about it the yeah, problem now is they seem to really be pushing out the marketing. This time ever, unless it's one of the bigger hitting titles, it's going to get lost in the wash of E3. True. Exactly. True. And, and it's, it's good to see that uh, new IP is coming out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially from a company like a THQ Nordic, because they're sort of one of the remaining AA publishers, if yeah. you'll uh, permit the phrase, you know, mid-tier. They're not like an indie studio. They're not a startup, but they're not one of the big, heavy-hitting AAA, you know, with multimillion-dollar budgets and stuff like that. So it's good mm -hmm. to see it. It's really good to see. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I mean, it's, it's definitely got my interest peaked. I'm going to need to see more. But so far, yeah, I'm interested. It looks good. All right. We're lingering well too long on the new games and announcements, so we are going to push straight through real quick. Need for Speed Payback trailer revealed. Who watched it? What do you think? Who's excited? Are you going to buy it? Take my money. Oh, oh yeah, take my money, man. I am like so excited about Need for Speed, man. I've been playing Need for Speed since the first one came out. Um, it's it's it looks exciting. It's back to its old roots, you know, the whole underground Need for Speed custom um cars and all that stuff i love it i think i think they're taking a page out of the recent uh fast and furious movies oh you um, think yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I, it's like it's like you know i'm looking at it going i'm like all right these cars are awesome and you know and then and then i and i'm like wait a minute didn't i see this in a trailer for a movie recently <laughs> <laughs> so it's for like, me that is half the appeal I, anyone who knows me knows I am such a Fast and Furious fangirl. Love oh. that franchise. Love yeah, it. I mean, Dom, who doesn't? Oh, my God. Yes, Dom, <laughs> I don't care how bad of a mood you're in. I'll make you a sandwich. It's fine. Like, he is fantastic. <laughs> I love anything to do with the Fast and Furious franchise. So to see a game that is leaning towards that particular franchise, ever how delicately they are attempting to do it. Yep, pretty excited. Oh, yeah. All right, so <laughs> there we go, everybody. Uh, when uh, Need for Speed Payback is released, we will probably all be playing it and maybe not podcasting that weekend. So... <laughs> 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 uh, so the Gears of War 4 has had the June update. Rise of the Horde has been revealed and detailed. I'm going to chuck over to Sam for this one because I know Gears of War is his, like, the love of his life. So why don't you talk to us about why you're almost wetting yourself with excitement over that one? Well, this is a really, really, really substantial update for a lot of reasons. Um, the coalition has been really good about, you know, listening to community feedback about weapon tuning and tweaking horde and different stuff like that. And they've been adding, the, you know, two maps per month, which has helped out with the map rotation for horde and multiplayer, which is really good. But this time around, they're also adding a bunch of skills, which anyone knows if you actually want to survive horde on anything other than casual, you really need to have two things. You need A, a team and B, you need leveled up skills. So introducing a lot of cool new skills like scouts being able to cloak or heavies taking less damage. That's really cool. And then on top of that, they're also giving a 10 hour free trial. That's a 10 hour free trial for all modes of the game. So if you want, if you haven't purchased Gears of War 4, if never tried the franchise before, you can actually download it and just play the campaign in those 10 hours if you'd like to try that out when that comes out. And then there's also going to be a lot of substantial updates in the form of crossplay. There's already some crossplay for like campaign and horde, but there wasn't for ranked in uh, the online multiplayer matches. Twenty. <laughs> 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 you let him go on. He will go on. You gotta, was... You've got to give him a time cap. This is Gears of War. You cannot give him an open-ended thing where he's know, I was... <laughs> You handed <laughs> well, it over to me. Once you got That's past two minutes, of... okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you handed it over to me. But the rank right, crossplay so is really cool for multiplayer. That's the last thing I'll say. <laughs> awesome. All right, so he's obviously very excited about that. I would imagine from the sounds of those inclusions in the game, the Gears community would be very excited about those inclusions. 
pretty sure um, Damien and Julius, you, you're not gear fans in the sense that you've been playing it religiously. Is that correct? Well, well I'm a gear I don't fan. <laughs> I want you to go. I don't know. Isn't because um, Gears of War is an Xbox game, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. Right. That's right. Right. So you don't have an Xbox. Yeah. That's no, I, I'm, not, yeah, I'm only PlayStation. You're one of those people that only owns one console. I'm feeling <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and Julia yeah. should have, like, you should start a club. The one console <laughs> this club. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I mean come now. on, you can't believe me. I started off, um, I started off with the original PlayStation. So, you know, I've always had PlayStation. So. <laughs> Oh well, yeah. There you go. But so. but no, I mean, as, as things as things change, like I mean, I, I owned a PS One, a PS Two, PS Three, and then Xbox hit, and all my friends ended up going Xbox, and then we started playing Halo, oh. and well, the rest is history. But I did I did he own started a PS3. playing Halo, and he's still playing Halo. That's right. Um, but <laughs> Gears definitely, I went through Gears One, Two, and Three. Just never haven't had a chance to get into Gears Four. Um, just haven't had the time. But yeah, it's definitely something I will definitely look at awesome 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 so for anybody who needs details on any of that we're going to pop all the links into that uh, into the chat section for all the stuff we've just discussed so if you need the trailers you need the information we'll have it there for you in the chat section so if you happen to be listening to this podcast after the fact all you need to do is go to www.realgamemedia.com all those trailers, all that news, all the updates will be right there for you to bring you up to speed. So let's talk about the last trailer that's come out, or the tease, as it would be, that's come out, uh, Tropico 6, tease for 2018. Who's a Tropico fan? I'm going to say I never played any Tropico. <coughs> Same thing, never played it. No one here's played Tropico? No, right, no, 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 and put you up against each other with some games trivia. So was everybody oh feeling a bit calm? Are you feeling you know, in touch with your inner game knowledge right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here's the thing. For anybody who keeps up to date on the content that comes out on the Real Game Media website, you're going to do great. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask a series of questions. Your buzzer will be your name. So let's test out buzzers. Julius, test your buzzer. Julius. Sam, test yours. I think his buzzer's broken. Hmm? Is your buzzer <laughs> broken? Your buzzer's broken. Sorry, you, you like lagged out there for just a moment for me. I couldn't hear you. Did you I didn't know you called my name. Your okay, buzzer so will be your name. There you go. There you go. See, you got this. Damien, test your buzzer. Damien. <laughs> okay, I think your buzzer's uh, going low on batteries. All right. So, <laughs> so I will ask a few. He's going, man, I shouldn't have stayed this long in the podcast. 
like, I'm like, get out of here. I'm trying to press buttons. It's not letting me leave. <laughs> so I will ask a series of video game related questions. The first person to buzz in using their buzzer, which is your name, with the correct answer, will get a point. If you get the answer wrong, though, you lose a point. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. The suspense is killing me. Indeed. So let's move into the first question. Which post-nuclear game was the latest in the franchise and features a DLC map that is almost as big as the entire game released several years before it? Really? All right, let me repeat. Which post-nuclear... Post-nuclear. No one, no, no, no Sam? one this. Yes, Sam? Fallout 4? Well done. Jesus Christ, left me hanging. <laughs> oh. Okay, all right. Come on, people, come on. I'm going to do bad on this. All right, question number two. A recent DLC has been made to an FPS game that is rather regal. What is the game and the DLC? Recent oh, Sam. DLC. Yes, Sam? Titanfall 2, the Monarch Reigns DLC. Yes, correct. Well done. Man, I was going to say right, that. Question too. number three. <laughs> What's the name of the latest character that has been added to Killer Instinct? Sam. Julius. Oh, Sam got in first. What? <laughs> Eagle. <laughs> Ew, correct. Well done, you're out in front of the three. You gentlemen are going to have to really step up if you want to bring this back. All right, question number four. Which game recently launched and caused a major uproar due to not including challenge mode? Sam. Julius. Oh. <laughs> I think he's buzzing just for Sam. Oh, I got it. It sounded like Julius got it first. Okay. Um, so without challenge mode, you said, that would have to be Injustice 2? Actually, no, that has challenge mode. So, Julius, you buzzed in second. What's your answer? NBA Playgrounds. Correct. Okay, moving on to question number five. Which game is currently taking Steam by storm and allows yeah. up to 99 people in one game? Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Did you buzz in? I heard his name. Okay, yeah, then he gets it. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right, question number six. Which Rockstar title recently announced a delay? Sam. Ah. Oh. Yes? Red Dead Redemption um, 2. Um, Damien, 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 Damien. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that lag, though. Okay. <laughs> Recently, a five-year-old game made the top ten of the most purchased games for months. Which one was it? Julius. Yeah? Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Perfect. Well done. Which franchise featuring a grey-haired ladies' man recently had a Netflix spin-off announced? Sam. Oh. Oh, yes, yeah, Sam. 
That would be, of course, The Witcher. No, you're wrong. No, of course you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. Please just shoot Larry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Netflix, if you're listening, that would be hilarious. Right? <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next question. Which publisher announced that they will be having their first press conference at E3 this year. Sam. Yes. Devolver Digital. Yeah. Good. You actually read my stuff? Good man, good man. All right, and the final question is, when the finals of debate night finally happen, who will win at an Anchorman and Bell Rides? Oh, Julius, yes. Bella. Oh, good work, good work. <laughs> Sorry, Anchor. <laughs> I just had to tap that one in there for comedic value because we've got a bit of back and forth banter going on of over course. this, as you know. All right, Sam, you win seven to three. Well done. Well nice. done. <laughs> okay, so we are going to get into the tail end now of our updates, um, and we're going to move through this quite quickly. We're not trying to keep people here for a long time today because we want to go and play some zombies. But <laughs> we're going to quickly go through some recent news that has been updated for Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. Nintendo Switch production goes into overdrive. Apparently, they are anticipating being able to put 18 million units into the market by March 2018. I... I'm a tad sceptical about the ability to achieve that. What's everyone else's thoughts? Because uh, I'll save mine for last on this. On the one hand, if I, if I can go first, I'm of two very different minds. On the one hand, they've done phenomenally so far, even with the issues the Switch had, you know, even with the very limited online, even with some of the other nonsense, which we're about to get into right after this, even with, you know, lack of third-party support, they're killing it. But they launched with Zelda Breath of the Wild. Then they immediately after that had, you know, Splatoon 2's technical test, because that's coming up very shortly, and, you know, Mario Kart. And then there's going to be Mario Odyssey later this year. So my question is, what's going to happen when some of these games that, you know, are really big heavy hitter exclusives for them, when they're just waiting on them to be developed? Is it going to slow down? Is that train really going to keep running, even when we're not getting a great game every couple of months? I... I'm, I'm skeptical of that. That's my take. Don't okay. forget they launched with NBA Playgrounds. <laughs> with no, no challenge mode. That's a negative. Although ironically, ironically, the developers have announced the addition of challenge mode through an update, and the only platform they've released that update on so far is the Nintendo Switch. So that's kind of frustrating because, uh, you know, we all pay on all platforms the same amount of money to buy the game. So that is, to me, a, a release, an update that should be happening across the board, not just for one platform. But anyway, let's not get back into a, uh, a conversation about Playgrounds and, and what we <laughs> are frustrated about. <laughs> um, Julius, Damien, do you have any thoughts on the Nintendo Switch and their idea of being able to get 18 million in the market by March next year? I mean, that's impressive if they can, you know. Um. That's really impressive. <laughs> so let's see if they can pull it off. Um, they must have paid their uh, their manufacturing company a lot because I, I did read an article saying that uh, 
Nintendo and Apple were going to be competing against each other for uh, av- availability for components for their the devices. So <laughs> huh. interesting, wow. it's interesting that, to see wow. how that how that plays out. Like Nintendo's like, no, <laughs> these transistors <laughs> are ours, these boards are ours, and Apple's like, well, <laughs> what? <laughs> The concern that I have with this projection is the the lack of the um, LCD screens that are in the market and how they're going to be able to keep up the demand for those and actually be able to be the one company that can buy them all up to be able to put 18 million units out over the next nine months. That's 18 million LCD screens and the market currently is not big enough to be able to produce enough for them and everybody else that requires the LCD screens. That's where I think they're going to come undone personally. It's possible. It's definitely possible. I know it's not an LCD screen, but isn't one of PSVR's major issues right now the fact that the OLED screens are actually difficult to get a hold of for manufacturing? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's one, their, that's, that's one of their that's their major problem. Yeah. So It'll be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, good luck to them. I hope they do. I know there are a lot of people in Boston who get their hands on a Switch, so fingers crossed that it works out. But mm, I think that that is a very monumentous figure that they have put out. It'll be interesting to see whether they can achieve it. And whilst on the subject of Nintendo, their online service has been delayed until 2018. Uh, A few features have been delayed. Who here actually has a Switch? I don't think anyone does. No. Um, no. No? Okay. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. All right. Well, unfortunately, over here in Australia, um, you, your ability to get your hand on a Switch is really, really difficult. And I have been trying, really? and I will continue to try, and eventually I will get one. But one of the things that I would expect that would be available if I do get my hands on one in the next seven months would be that an online service would be available. They've been developing this for quite some time. They know that the online service is one of the biggest draw cards, apart from the um, portability of the console. So for this to now, uh, well after launch, well after many people have paid for their console, for them to come out and say that their online service is going to be delayed into 2018, I feel is a tad unacceptable. Yeah, I mean... I mean, to think that their online service is offline and then they're talking about that 80 million sale pitch or whatever they're doing, um, you know, wouldn't that hurt their sales? People can't play online because that's the main... Yes and no. I mean, the thing is, is it will hurt their sales for people who are in the know, who keep up to date with stuff like this. They'll be like, you know what, let me wait. Unless all they want Mm. it for is to play Zelda and, you know, Mario Kart and Home as Family. But a lot of people are like, you know what, let me wait until you get your stuff sorted. Mm. Yep. I'm a little bit disappointed. I just I feel like the focus with the Switch at the moment is on the wrong elements of what is available to us. But I guess we, we're just going to have to sit back and wait and see. There may this be just you know, more what's been announced to E3. Sorry, Sam, you go. Possibly. No, it's okay. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's just this is just even more proof to me that this was this console came out early for zelda mm. that's my opinion they, they didn't need a few more months in the oven but i don't know yeah i know hey 
without, I mean, probably eating our words after E3, um, Nintendo have a really big opportunity this year to shine. So I really hope they do. I just, I really hope they do. I love Nintendo. I love them as a franchise. I love them as what they they represent for me as the backbone of the childhood that I grew up playing video games. You know, like they, they are what made me the gamer I am today. So I, I guess I probably let them get away with a little bit more than what I would normally do. Say if Microsoft pulled this, oh my God, could you imagine <laughs> if Microsoft, Microsoft had no until 2018? No, it's no way. It's no oh, way they would do it. No, it's well, no way. Not only them. However, you cannot no get behind it until 2018. The world would be on fire. People would be running around with pitchforks. The Nintendo does and everyone's like, oh, I guess we'll just wait. Yes, no so of course, the, the trick is you're, they're waiting to get their hands on a Switch anyway, so. It is a heavy list that Nintendo needs to fill. Well, I mean, right, they're, well. they're trying to get into like competitive gaming with, with Splatoon, right? So like, you can't really do that unless you have an online service. That's yep. the thing. Like, how how do they announce at you know at E three we're going to be announcing the first platoon and arms tournaments? I'm like, but but hang on. <laughs> how am I supposed to win? Like, one plus one is not equaling two right now. My math is not that bad. Yeah, it's like we'll fly out to one of our live events. Well, no. <laughs> yes, let me just spend three thousand dollars on that. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> That sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell you what, Nintendo, you fly me out there, and I will happily come in and, and play on your uh, Splatoon and ARMS tournaments. But until then, maybe just give me some online functionality to you know, appeal to me in uh, you know, doubling my efforts to get my hand on Nintendo Switch. But anyway, let's not linger here too long because we don't want to seem like we're complaining about stuff that you know, we really don't need to complain about. If we owned a Switch, we, we would have the right to complain, but we don't, so let's move on. <laughs> um, Xbox One updates. The Xbox One Game Pass has been released. Uh, a trailer came out with it. What does everybody think about it? Is anybody here contemplating actually getting the Game Pass? So, maybe. Um, Sorry, no. go ahead, Joy. Go ahead. Uh, I, I've... I've been in the um, the beta for for a while, and when they released the full list of games, there's I, I own pretty much seventy five to eighty percent of all the games that are already there um, on the three sixty and and uh, Xbox One. So it's not one of those things where I'll be like, mm, you know, if this was kind of like Game Pass, where it's or sorry, EA um, access, which is thirty dollars for the year. Canadian for me, and the amount of games that are in the vault are well over a hundred dollars. Like, there's there's way more value in that uh, as opposed to the games that are in uh, Game Pass. But if you are new to the platform, it's a great way f- to get introduced into um, a whole, like a hundred games is a lot for fourteen bucks a month. Like, you can't go wrong with that. There's no way that you, anyone can go. And, and get a back catalog like that that you can you know download to your console and not have to stream it and play um, in in a month right and and they they're not saying how uh, how long the games are going to be um, in in the service 
um, I think you start with the hundred and then every month they're releasing a whole bunch more, which is, uh, for, for some people who are on a budget that that may be a great way to, uh, to get uh, their hands on some games to start off with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I think, I think it doesn't really appeal right now. It might in the future, depending on what they add, or depending like Phil Spencer had talked about maybe having episodic games, you know, release with the episodes coming out monthly on Game Pass or stuff like that. If some of that stuff pans out, then it might be worth a subscription. For now, I think it's just a really good deal if you're new to Xbox. Um, yeah, there's also that. I think that the other element to it is, is that look at how the launch of EA Access went. Everyone was like, anybody want this? I don't want to play sports games that released last year. How successful is EA Access now? Gangbusters. Massively successful. And because it provides a service that otherwise would require you to spend a lot of money to be able to go out and get those games, and that is a lot of upfront money. That's the difference. Upfront, you have to have that bulk of cash. Whereas for EA Access, you pay for $5 a month and you get access to all these games. You get early access betas to games. You get discounts as that game that is in beta or whatever ends up releasing. You can buy it cheaper. You get 10% off for a lot of stuff. Ended up doing very, very well, even though people was like, no one wants to play old games. Actually, a lot of people do. Exactly. And ben. not only that, they don't want to pay through the nose for them. If you can give them the opportunity to play these games at a cheaper rate, you can also inject life back into the service for said games because of the amount of people that are up taking the service, that's always going to be a win. One of the always. things that, uh, that I, I suggested on, on social media when Xbox One came out was was a, uh, a service where you know I could I could pay a monthly fee to play older titles, right? Um, you, and I and I hope they extend this and and find a way to get original Xbox titles because that would be awesome. Uh, that, if they do that, that would definitely be on my radar. Yeah, I mean that sounds like what you just mentioned. It sounds like um, the same type of service PlayStation offers with the PlayStation Now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And um, keep going, Sorry. Um, I think because what, I think what PlayStation is looking to do is actually stream recent titles as well. Um, so I think later down the road, I think everything will be streamed instead of um, disc-based games. You think that's that's the future of gaming streaming? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's the future of gaming. I think streaming games via internet will be the next big thing. I'll tell you this: if that's the case, internet speeds have got to take a massive leap in quality all around the oh, world. Oh yeah, yeah, I think exactly. And peer to peer networks need to cease. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the amount, you cannot the be streaming and playing on a peer to peer network at the same time. Mm -mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, streaming. I, I've seen game streaming on both uh, PlayStation Now and um, uh, I, and I've seen Killer Instinct played on. Well, it was Beam, but it was it's Mixer now. Um, they were able to stream that uh, and be playable through that service uh, with little to no lag. So, I mean, it's getting there, the tech's getting there, but you have to be in a place that has low latency to the data center and all that stuff. And 
uh, you'd have to. Yeah, have, it takes a heck of an engineer, doesn't it? <laughs> you have to have you have to have all these data centers all over the world, close to you know yeah. where your major population centers are, and and that's kind of unfair because you, you're asking people or you're you're assuming people are going to be living near these these areas, and the people that are in the outlying areas with with low internet speeds are not going to be able to take advantage of this. So. To me, mm-hmm. digital download to your console is always going to be the better option where it's being played locally instead of streamed. But streaming does have its um, have it has its merits. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Indeed, yeah. uh, and I think the the difference for me between what PlayStation and Xbox are doing with that is when I get a title, count whether it be free for the month, whether it be through subscriptions or whatever, I don't have to worry about online connectivity to be able to play that. I'm not streaming it. It's installed on my console. Right now, that is a big, big issue for sure. Yeah. I mean, internet goes down. What do you do? Everything that you have is through a Games Pass. What are you going to play? You know, so. (laughs) But anyway, I think this is a a great service. I think a lot of people are going to grumble about it for a long time being like oh halo 5 is the best you go halo 5 is a great game shut up <laughs> game and they right, already so, said um, they're adding games monthly yeah that's indeed. the last thing i'll say about it absolutely absolutely so to quickly wrap off the end of the xbox one updates just keep in mind everybody there is only a couple of days left for this week's deals with gold uh there is a lot of Tom Clancy stuff on sale, particularly Wildlands um, with the deluxe edition. So if you haven't had a chance to check out the deals with gold, go check them out because in two in two days or two and a half days as it would be now, they roll over to a new set of deals. So go check it out and see if there's anything you're interested in. Um, 22 new games were added to Xbox last week and in those games that were added was a free game, Gwent, for fans of the Witcher franchise. So if you didn't know that you can play it for free, you can go and install it now. The other thing that has happened... (laughs) 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 The other thing that has come to Xbox in the last week is SoundCloud. So for those of you who like to listen to music on your your Xbox and such, go and check SoundCloud out. Maybe for you, may not be for you. Heard a few grumbles in the community that that's not exactly what they wanted. I think they were hoping Spotify, but... That that isn't going to be a yeah. Thing, I'm so. surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Xbox doesn't have Spotify. Um, you know, because PlayStation has had it for a number of years now, and but that's I use it why Xbox time. doesn't have Spotify. It's, you it's, know it's, what I mean? That's why PlayStation doesn't have Skype. You know? Yep. So. True. True. Say. True. Say. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those things. Go buy a PlayStation. You want Spotify? Go buy a PlayStation. <laughs> My gamer tag is Flame Bell. Add me. Do any of you uh, have a group subscription? A group subscription. Groove. Microsoft Groove. Oh, no. Okay. So I subscribe to Microsoft Groove. And since they acquired the company, they have changed things quite a bit in their interface. And it's a heck of a lot like Spotify. So you have playlists that you can tailor to whatever you're doing. So if you're driving, if you're studying, that sort of thing, they've got playlists for those. So... um, I think Spotify would be a direct competitor to that to to Groove. Um, I've been, 
you can laugh if you want, but I've been a Zoom subscriber ever since uh, I owned Zoom for years. <laughs> Thank you for coming back to it because I will. <laughs> you know what? You know, to be fair, it was good. It was good. That, what happened there was not just. What happened to so, the Zoom was not just. It, it wasn't. I mean, the Zoom Pro was was way ahead of its time. And if anyone, you know, used it at that point in time and, and looked at, you know, what the iPod came out at, at first, it's like, I got a touchscreen, man. Like, what's this wheel, right? So um, the service, for, for a while, I contemplated uh, canceling it. But when they, when they acquired Groove, um, the, the way I listen to music now is a lot different. It's, it's more based, it, it's more how I used to use Spotify. So, you know, in, in, in that, and, and then you can actually stream in the background too. So when, when you're playing uh, Xbox, you can listen to Groove. So you want to check it out? That's fantastic. When I'm playing Xbox, I want to hear the game I'm playing. But apparently, if you like to hear other things and footsteps sneaking up behind you that are about to crack your neck, Groove apparently is um, the app to go and check out. Or SoundCloud. Yeah. And yes, now SoundCloud. So have a look oh, at yeah. both. You know, they're, they're available. Everybody how else can, likes how else can you listen to our podcast. Yeah. You want to listen to our podcast? <laughs> right? SoundCloud is, SoundCloud is great. We're on SoundCloud. <laughs> Let's do that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So that will wrap up our Xbox updates. Um, some pretty basic stuff there. Nothing too revolutionary, but. Hey, it's, uh, it's new stuff nonetheless. PlayStation 4, we will move through this rather quickly as well. Um, for those who are playing Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Zombies Chronicles on the PlayStation 4, there has been an update to fix everything that was broken when it released. And let's be honest, there was, there was a lot that was broken. And he happened to um, actually be playing this um, <laughs> If you happen to be playing this on PC, there's actually a 30-day free trial available right now where you can download all of the zombie chronicle dlc and play it for the next four weeks so you know go check it out if you if you have black ops 3 you like the game you love zombies you got a pc you, you can play it for a month for free uh, the playstation plus games with um free games as they were as opposed to games with gold because there is only silver on playstation no, i'm kidding <laughs> those <laughs> games have been announced there is an interesting spread of games. It depends on, I guess, what your, your gaming preferences are as to whether you're going to find any of the games that are available this month to, I guess, your liking. Um, for anybody who likes Life Strange, though, that, that's a big one. So we have Killing Floor 2, which is one of your free games this month. We have Life is Strange on PS4, um, Abyss Odyssey on PlayStation 3, Five Word Rally Champions on PS3, Neo Chrome PS4 and Vita, Spy Chameleon PS4 and Vita, and those are your free games that you can grab this month on PlayStation. So you know, go check them out. Free games. Yep. There you go. I'm th I think we lost Bella for a moment there. So yeah, um, free games. If you're a PS Plus subscriber and you want to pick any of those up, then there you go. Pretty awesome stuff. Um, let's see here. What is next? 
So PlayStation E3 experience had a, a few issues. And just to give a heads up to anybody who doesn't know what that is, PlayStation E3 experience is something Sony has been doing for a few years now where you can watch their E3 conference for free if you claim a ticket, one of you know, a few hundred limited tickets for theaters in the U.S. and Canada and a few Latin American countries. And so it's pretty cool, right? You get to watch their E3 conference on the big screen if you can't actually be there in L.A. So that's pretty awesome. However, their website had a couple of issues, to say the least, when registration first went out. Um, it crashed immediately because there was unprecedented requests this year. Uh, quite a few times, I think it was five or six times the amount of people requested as they expected. So they just brought everything down, said, okay, give us a day or two. We're going to fix this. We're going to put it back out there. And when they put it back out the next day, some people were able to get in, some weren't. So, you know, that, that sort of, I don't know. It is what it is. We haven't heard any updates since then. If you were able to get in, congrats to you. If not, I'm really sorry. I actually tried to get some tickets for a couple of people I know, and I wasn't able to get in either. So it really, really sucks, but is what it is. Um, anyone have any thoughts on that? Um, it's 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 really uh, unfortunate that uh, another community-based event uh, goes awry because we know uh, last month there was a, a huge issue with. Um, the amount of tickets that were, well, actually, yeah, the amount of tickets for the, the Xbox uh, um, event. Where, uh, right, exactly. People were getting in, and it's, it, it, was, it was supposed to be a limited uh, number, but it seemed like everyone was getting in. So they had to go back and <laughs> they had to go back oh, and yeah. nullify everything and then, and then redo it again. So it's just like, you know what? You should oh. really test your systems. Or, or you know what? Get, right, right. Get a service that actually does event registration. You know exactly. And that way, that way they they have the onus of uh, of getting their server infrastructure. Like, I mean, if if you're trying to do this on your own, and I don't understand why Microsoft and Sony are doing trying to do this on their own, um, they just just outsource that to another company that does event registrations. They can handle the load and be done with it. Right. I think they're trying to save exactly. the money. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, well, so. they shouldn't though. That's the thing. They, I think that's probably what is going on, Damien. But it really shouldn't be. It's like I don't know. So Sony and Microsoft, congrats! You have something in common there. Next time, <laughs> this time, next year, please, oh, boy. please, <laughs> please, next next year, actually use the service that works or test the service beforehand. Come on. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. All right. So that actually wraps up all the news. So, tell you what, why don't we get into everyone's favorite whinge and wine section? What grinds my gears? Um, <laughs> Damien, would you like to go first? Um, I don't really, I don't really have one to be honest. Um, I'm... nothing. Not even yeah, a little, just a little complaint. Uh, you don't want to vent just a little bit somewhere? Come on. <laughs> oh, Battlefield. Okay. No. So okay. Well, I, I, got, I have a problem Battlefield. with Battlefield. All right, all right. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So it's this problem where you're shooting someone, right? And mm -hmm. you empty a, a, a full clip and 
you're emptying a full clip on this guy and he just doesn't die. And you see um, the hit yeah, you, you see the hit markers and everything and they don't die and they ended up they end up turning around and killing you instead. So um yeah, EA, you need to fix that. <laughs> ASAP. You know what? This has to be an EA thing because I don't know how many times that's happened to me in Titanfall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where I'm I'm emptying a clip into a guy and then all of a sudden he's meleeing me. I'm like, what the yeah. I've had that happen as well. It's, yeah. Get your stuff together. Come on. But but it, it goes Let's fix this. It goes dedicate to because, um the other day I was playing and I uh I threw one of my uh... Hey, welcome back, Bella. <laughs> Hey, Bella. Well, there hi. you go. Hey, there you are. <laughs> so this is what happens when the internet drops in Australia. You have to oh. be joined back by your uh, 3G connection on your mobile phone. Oh, my Lord. Probably the first time that this has ever happened during one of our podcasts. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, back. thanks, Optus. Yeah, thanks, Optus. Way to have my back. <laughs> obviously, obviously my uh, provider over here okay so where were oh. you gentlemen at before i rudely rejoined my own podcast oh we were just talking we were about, in the middle uh, of uh, what grinds my gears beautiful because oh i've got a girl finally just to finish off um yeah like 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 damien said like it goes the other way like the other day i was playing I threw my pulse blade and I and I knew I killed the guy. I hit him with it, and he went by me. And then all of a sudden, I saw in the uh, the kill feed that I actually did kill him. And I turned around and his body was laying there. I was like, okay, I did kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think it's definitely something EA related there. Um, they need to fix their stuff. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. Which leads into.